software uh that i'm that i'm testing out it has some cool stuff but i don't know how long i've been recording because like, it just took forever and it was a long intro it was a, i was dancing the entire time i was getting tired by the end of it <laughs> he just kept it saying initializing so like i wasn't sure if it recorded i'll have to probably check that out before i post it but uh also big shout out to uh the, the sponsor of the show before we get into this thing uh quick trip they have some new products coming out this month. They got the Cherry Dunkers, Mozzarella Sticks are back, and the Pizza Puffs. Pizza Puffs look intriguing. I saw them on their social media, and I'm probably going to do a review on those at some point, because I know I'm going to eat them. But uh, anyways, welcome to the show, Tom. How, 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 how's this off-season treating you? It hasn't happened yet. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? It legitimately, like... I'm literally wait. I can't go on vacation because I'm literally waiting for Aaron Rodgers. So <laughs> I got, there is no off season. I still do five days a week. I thought I wouldn't stream on Sundays anymore, but then I had to stream the Daytona 500, which was a first for me. So, I mean, now my weekend should be free and clear, but yeah, no off season's not going to begin until Rodgers says something and then free agency, then the draft. So like ask me mid May and then I'll let you know how off season is. Yeah, like uh, especially like for what you do, like you you stream everything, like you yeah, like you do like sixteen videos a day. It feels like that sometimes. Yeah, I mean the I stream more games than I ever streamed this past season. I stream ninety three games. Um, so every Packers game, every primetime game that's Sunday night, Monday night, Saturday night, Thursday night football, and every playoff game. So yeah, that it was a lot. Wild. It was a lot. And yeah, I because like when I when I first started doing this. Uh, like, like doing the streaming thing, I seen like obviously Cheesehead TV does it, you did it, and I'm like, sure. oh, I'll try it. And first of all, it's not as easy as it looks. <laughs> and like all the games that, that you do, like I, I try doing like Thursday night games, just regular games, but I realize I don't know enough about these scenes to be over here. Like, I think it's cool to go live, for like how sure. I think I might do it next year and just hang out instead of like trying to act like I know stuff. Cause like <laughs> it'll be like the third string running back for like the Rams. Like I don't, I've never heard it's of like, this. I don't game. know that one. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, you, you you do a great job. But what I want to have you come on here today, I want to uh, hear the story. So maybe people who are listening and myself can learn some sure. stuff and uh, we can be big mega YouTube stars as well. You know what I mean? <laughs> listen, you got those big time sponsors. Quick Trip was with you last year, too. Like, listen, I see you. I see you. Yeah, I, I, I have to do more. I, I, like your work ethic. Like I maybe just talking to you will rub off on me so I don't lay in bed for an afternoon watching like world war ii in hd there's <laughs> <laughs> like the next day you're like you're talking about the packers and you're just like tired and it's like leading in and then aaron jones stormed the beaches of normandy and then <laughs> it just it bleeds in it's fine it's fine that's what it is as much stuff i watch because i like those old documentaries i know probably more about that stuff than i do the packers <laughs> listen it's it's whatever you're interested in it's all good you can start like putting listen i do history stuff all the time those friday night q a's just because i am a history or was a history teacher like it, I, we talk about history for like half the time so you could just like really start putting it into your content and just go off on tangents it's fine it's fine yeah that's good yeah you, you were a teacher I, I didn't know that that you were a history teacher i think that'd yeah. be a, i'd be cool history's cool i don't know enough about it to like talk on a microphone about it but like because like people are like that's all wrong like i don't know how i watch so much of it and still 
probably have that because I'll tell my wife something like, "Oh, did you know?" And it's like that's absolutely wrong. This <laughs> is factually incorrect. <laughs> and you're like, but, but it sounds really good. Yeah, I was it, like that TikTok video really got me going though. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, that's the number one source of all history. It's fine. It's fine. It Can't is. be wrong. All right, so look, let's bring it back. All right. Let's uh, like I, I even got a little uh, music here for that. Let's bring it back to when Tom Grassi first started. Wow, we see that the budget really went into production We're bringing out all the stocks here, every sound effect we got. Yeah, we're gonna roll them all because, uh, like I say, if, if, if the production is high, people will assume the content is too. Content's already good, so now <laughs> it's just the production's starting to match it. Got yeah. it. So what was your very first YouTube video? I think the first one that's on there has, so like it was just a random one that I posted when I was doing stand-up and I was hosting a show at a barbecue place on a Friday evening and a spotlight fell on an, an audience member <laughs> while I was hosting. And I was like, huh, anyway, so <laughs> like I literally, it's like a, like a two minute clip. I think that's like the first thing that I ever posted on there. Um, but then the first Packers thing I ever posted was the reaction to the championship game against Seattle. That was like the first ever like Packers piece of content I ever produced. And that was like what kind of got the ball rolling for everything. Yeah. So oh. like, I don't, I was going to ask you, uh, about, you mentioned stand up because like that was before everything, right? So actually, did you... it's funny because like that all kind of happened around the same time because. I, so let me, there's a couple things that happened at once. So that happened in January of 2015. Is my dates off? My dates might be off then. So it's like January 2015 is the, the NFC championship game. I started doing stand up. I thought it was 2015. I could be wrong. I thought it was August of 2015. It might have been August of 2014. I thought it was 2015. But I started doing stand-up teaching and, like, podcasting all around the same time. It was, like, all in the same year because I, like, God forbid, I just had one job to do. So I was doing literally, like, three things at once. And back in the day, like, it was, the podcast was easy because it was just two days a week. It was all audio. I wasn't doing any videos. I wasn't really putting out content for YouTube. I, like, dabbled in some stuff. But that's when things were really easy back then. Yeah, so I I think it's interesting like like talking to stand ups because uh, I think stand up is like so like interesting. I, I almost had Dusty Slay. I, what's his name? Dusty Dusty Slay. You know the comedian. He's on TikTok a lot. Anyways, he was gonna come on my podcast, but I really I think he realized that I have a, a sports podcast. Like I don't care, but but I wasn't gonna ask him about sports. I wanted to talk to him about comedy. about him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But uh, he, he's a cool guy. Anyways, uh, so. What was that like, like going on stage? Like, how did that all like come to be? Like, and obviously you're not doing it anymore, but uh, how, how, did, how did you get into that? And like, what, what's it like going on stage, especially like early on and everyone just staring at you? So, I mean, the thing is, uh, I was talking to somebody about this earlier last week or so, I think. Um, and because someone kind of asked me like that question of like, you know, how did, like, what skills have you taken like from your previous lives and like now into YouTube? And the thing was, like, I back we're going like way, way back. So when I was a teenager, I was making like home movies, like with like my best friends, like with an old crappy camcorder. And we were editing it and like making like an hour and a half movies of like Harry Potter and James Bond and all that stuff. And like I always had like this like creative outlet that I wanted to do. And when I got to college, when I was a sophomore, I joined an improv comedian, uh, an improv comedy group. 
and like kind of rose in the ranks on that like very whose line is it anyway type of it was like short form improv and i rose from that and like worked with the del close marathon um and worked with uh like a bunch of like all, where all the snl people come from uh ucb i don't even know if upright systems brigade is even there anymore but i did that in college and then when i got out of college improv you need a bunch of people right so i didn't have a bunch of people and it would like i would have to commute to the city and all that garbage and i didn't want to do it so I was working a terrible office job that I absolutely hated. And I turned down an opportunity to go train at UCB, which could have led me to SNL to go teaching. And I couldn't get a teaching job after school. So that was fun. Uh, it took like years for me to get a teaching job because I graduated in 2012. So then um, I was just kind of like I had this itch to do comedy and I couldn't do improv. So I was like, screw it. Like, let me try stand up. I mean, like I already stood in front of people. I want to stand in front of a whole bunch of random high schoolers and, you know, make them happy and interested in history. <laughs> so let me try it. And the first open mic I ever did, I like traveled 35 minutes into White Plains and I, uh, it was like a, a random bar. It was an open mic night. It was nothing fancy. And I'm, like you had like five minutes and I just wrote some stuff the day of and went up there and it did like decently well. Like I got some laughs. So I was like, okay, like this, this is pretty good. And so I did, um, I, I entered into like a competition at that bar. It was a stand up competition. There was like veterans and stuff. And the winner got to open, they got like 150 bucks, which was like, oh my God, it's amazing. And then the winner got to open for Andrew Schultz, the guy who did like at that point, I don't know if you know that comedian, He's like a big time comedian now. Like he yeah, had that name sounds real familiar, but I, I don't think I, I can he, pick. He, this is before all of that. This one, he was like known from like MTV's guy code. Like it was, it was like way <laughs> back. So anyway, um, I entered and I won the competition and like, that was like, wow, like that's really, really cool. And I did stand up for a while. I recorded my first album, which was really cool. Um, I really enjoyed doing that, but it's funny because you learn a lot of lessons when you do stand up. Because when you're doing a show and you're brand new, every show, it's like make or break for you. And what I mean by that is like there's so much anxiety slash stress of like, oh, my God, I have to do well. Like, I have to do well. I have to like I have to, these people have to laugh, what have you, what have you. And the best story that I have from stand up besides spotlights falling on people was <laughs> on a Wednesday night. I went into a New York City comedy club and I did an eight minute set. This is like pretty recent when I started out and I crushed, like I did so well. Like people were like crying, like legitimately, like it was one of the best sets I ever had. And I was like, damn, like, wow, I am so good. Right. Like, <laughs> had, like a big head. I go two days later, I do a show at a restaurant and I do the exact same set and I bombed like nobody left. It's the exact same set, like verbatim. And there like, yeah. wasn't even a giggle. And I was like, well, I suck. <laughs> like, like that's it. <laughs> and like you learn pretty quickly that it's just another show. And I think that in terms of where things went with comedy, that translated really well for teaching because there were times where I had to stand in front of students for 45, 70, 90 minutes at a stretch, you know, and you have to make it interesting. And, you know, there's sometimes, you know, I love history, but there's sometimes where history is boring as hell. You know, when I'm teaching like the agricultural revolution and talking about the invention of farming, there's only so much you could do. Right. <laughs> and like to try and make that engaging and interesting. I think that that's something that, you know, I've always tried to do. And like that is kind of carried with me to do like stuff like this. But stand up. I mean, listen, I did stand up again last year, last year, last year, year before. I don't remember at this point. I think it was 2022. It was 2022. Um, I did a show actually for UWGB. 
Uh, so I did a big, like an hour stand up thing for them. And that was a lot of fun. So yeah, I'll do stand up again in the future. It's just right now with everything going on, it's on hiatus. Yeah, I, I think I think you'd absolutely kill because uh, I've never like I, I think I've seen clips of that you might have posted, but uh, now sure. like your audience now, like everyone loves you. Like I think like you're like the most loved, like especially Packer fan because most Packer fans like you know you talk about Nagler or whoever people sure. love them or they hate them. Like I think it's universal. Like. You're just a, a good fellow. You know? Oh, don't worry. There's plenty of people that hate me, Matt. Don't you worry. Oh, I'm <laughs> sure there is. Don't you worry. <laughs> I got plenty of death threats at my house and P.O. box. It's fine. It's fine. But so you you talk about bombing. Like, what's that like? Because that's the thing. Like, when people, like a few people who, who think I'm funny, they're like, you should try stand up. Like, dude, if I bombed, like, I saw Bill Burr tell a story, like, someone threw a donut at him yeah. while he was doing, like, dude, I don't think I could, like, bounce back from that. Like, I, I ain't built for all that. I mean, I'm good with comments on the internet yeah. saying you suck, you're ugly, <laughs> your, your eyes sure. are weird. But, like, if someone was in my face, like, you're a piece of crap. I, I just you're just crying. like, you yeah. son of a bitch. Like, like, yeah. I'm trying my best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, it's, it's, you, it's a perspective thing. You do it for long enough, and I only did it for a few years. Um, but you do it long enough. And I, I honestly think it's just like previous experiences. Like they all kind of stacked on one another. Like I've taught lessons that did not go the way that I wanted them to go. Right. I've told like jokes in front of students that they just sucked. Like they were just like, that was lame. And I was like, yeah, that's, that's on me. Like once you have a presence on the internet in which everybody has access to you, you teach high schoolers like random Joe Schmo at a bar on a Friday night. It really doesn't, like measure up anymore because i'm like i've heard the worst things said to me in the history of anything and like you just it's not even like thick skin you just have to be like listen i'm just gonna destroy you now like, <laughs> like i like when people heckled like i had fun with it and then there was times where like people took it too far or what have you and then like you know that gets addressed in a different way but it's more of just you're here like i want to have a good time and i think you use like, it's funny, like classroom management techniques in which like somebody interrupting the show, unless you really suck, unless you really suck and like the audience members funnier than you, yeah. like you can have the audience turn on them. Oh, and it's so great. Like if someone a-holes just like yelling out stuff, like and you get the audience to turn on them and like police themselves, it's a 10 out of 10 experience. So, I mean, again, it's just, it comes with just the territory. It's experience of doing it over and over and over again. And you realize like, oh yeah, I suck tonight, but I have another opportunity the next night. Like that's why in standup, they say it takes like 10 years to really get anywhere. Like it, and that's a long, that's a decade. Yeah. Like that's a long, long time. And it's just because it takes forever to break through. It's so oversaturated. And on top of that, to get really good at your craft, you have to dedicate that kind of time to it. Where like, if you bomb, like even the professionals, like Bill Burr, he's bombed. Like all these guys have bombed. It just, it becomes another night and you try to have fun with it. Yeah, I, I think stand-up and, and teaching is kind of like, because stand-up, people go there expecting a laugh. Yeah. So, like, they're like, you better be funny. And the thing about teaching is you're trying to teach something to people who don't want to learn it. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> That's accurate. Yes. Yeah, they're not like, they didn't, you know, they're not like, dude, where can I learn history? Like, <laughs> No, they're not going and they're just like, I don't know where to go. There's no places. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I was a horrible student, so I, I, I feel for teachers because I was... I interrupted every like I'd walk into class sometimes the teacher would just like go to the office. I don't <laughs> have the energy today. It's <laughs> to like not today, with. Matt. Not today. <laughs> All right. So uh, yeah, moving back. So then you know, obviously you were a teacher for a long time, and then you just yeah. recently quit. 
we'll, like go ahead and then we'll go back again but like what was that like that that feeling like you get to quit your job because that's i i dream about this moment <laughs> i had to work a little harder for that to happen as your boss is listening he's like that's <laughs> just counting the day you're like i you're like come on ted i say this every time um <laughs> it, it was terrifying um but it here's the thing it happened twice because it happened once where i quit because where i was was a nightmare and it I was basically lied to. I mean, I can get into that if you really want to. Like, I was literally lied to, like, what the job was. And I quit, oh. like, for my own sanity. Like, it was horrible. Yeah. Um, so the first, I'll, I'll go back to it. The first time, so I started teaching. It had to be 2015. I started teaching in 2015. And when I was teaching, um, I was at an all-girls Catholic school for four years. Because that was the only teaching job I could get because I had no experience. I was working for a grant writing company in the office job I was talking about, which I did not like. And I, I got into this private school and I was like, okay, I'll do this. And then I'll work there for a little bit. And then I'll go to a public school, right? Because like, that's what you're supposed to do. And then you can get a pension and retirement and all that great stuff. So I teach at this school for four years. I really, really like it. They wind up changing their schedule the year uh, before I leave. And it's like a block schedule. So you have kids for like 90 minutes every other day. It's terrible. It, it honestly just like wrecked everything. But anyway, um, taught there. And then I took a $10,000 pay cut and a 90 minute commute to go work at a public school. So I was, I was commuting 45 minutes. I was making like decent money. And I took a $10,000 pay cut to travel 90 minutes one way. I had to wake up at 4.30 in the morning uh leave my house at 5 30 to get there at seven o'clock and that i did that because i was like this is what you're supposed to do you're supposed to get into public school i found out day one they lied to me it wasn't a, like a real teaching job in which you were just expected to basically hand out packets and um it was in another location in which you had uh complete strangers including drug dealers uh users what have you walking through the halls who were just like full-blown adults who were just like from the outside because there was no security there. Just um, there. Yeah, you had people bringing knives in. Like it was, it was a grand old time. And I basically, after a week, I was like, "This is not what you said it was." Like, and because here's the thing, Matt. If I could teach, I don't care where I'm teaching. I've taught in terrible places before. Like I, I've taught in in low income communities, like with no resources. I bought all those kids notebooks. Like that's fine. It's never the students at all. It's usually the adults. And the issue was is that they basically threw everybody together. So they had to learn like global nine, global 10 us. And they were all in the same class together. So it was impossible to actually teach. Like you just had to hand out packets. And I was like, that's not what I want to do. So yeah. like two weeks in, I was like, yeah, this is not, this is not what I want to do. And so uh, I handed in my, my notice and they're like, yeah, if you don't stay for a month, then we're going to take away your teaching certificate. Like we're going to go after you for the state. What? And so I had to, yeah. So they were in that power. Like it usually is not something that happens, but they couldn't fill the job. So because of that, they said, we'll take away your teaching certificate. So like everything I went to school for, they would have taken yeah. away. So like you have to stay for 30 days. Um, 15 days later around, they hired somebody else. They left before the day was out. So that okay. I had to stay the full 30 days. So I did that and I quit. And this was in 2019. So I was not making a lot of money from the podcast. Um, I tell this story all the time. I started in 2015. It took until January of 2018. So three full years for me to make $200. And that was an ad revenue. So I was making nothing. So at this point, like I was making a little bit of something, but not enough to pay like any bills or anything like that. I think I was making a quarter of what I was making teaching. Um, 
but I was like, I need to get out of here. Like, I'll go sub every day. I don't care. I'll make $150 a day and then I'll just do this. And um, so I quit and I thought that that was going to be it. And I was subbing and I just was not bringing in money. Like, it just wasn't happening for me. So I was like, okay, um, you know, I'll go back to like, get a leave replacement job and, you know, go teaching full time, whatever. So I did that. And then that last year of 2020, the pandemic hit. So it was the 2020 draft where the channel really blew up because the Jordan Love pick happened and that reaction went everywhere. So and that was I remember vividly, I streamed the entire thing on my like crappy webcam and like, you know, it was all blurry. It didn't look good. <laughs> and it's 2.30 in the morning. I'm making these videos and I go, you know what? Let me just clip out this Jordan Love reaction. Maybe people will like it. And it takes off, right? So the channel's picking up some speed. I think I can do it alone. I really think like I can just do this and I'd be okay. But I'm terrified that COVID is going to cancel the NFL season because we didn't know. In 2020, we had no idea, yeah. right? Because they were talking about that. You had things that were shutting down the NBA. They're going in a bubble. You know, like there's all these things that are happening. And I was like, well, if they cancel the NFL season, I'm screwed because then yeah. I have no job. So I wound up taking a full-time teaching job. It was the best commute I ever had. It was literally 20 minutes away from my house. Um, but it was the worst year of teaching I ever had by far because I was going really hard on the channel full-time and I was teaching full-time and all the kids were virtual. So like, I didn't know what 90% of my kids looked like until they graduated in June because oh, you didn't yeah. have to keep your cameras on. It was miserable. Um, that whole school year. So from September to June, um, cause I was putting out content five days a week, been doing that since 2019. I was getting three and a half hours of sleep a night. I was going to bed at two 30 and I was waking up at five 30. So three hours sleep three. And that was every day I was doing that. And I was streaming on Sundays and I was still putting out content. I was writing scripts during my lunch break. There was when JJ walk got released by the Texans. I drove home on my lunch break, recorded, edited, uploaded, drove back and walked into my classroom right as the bell rang for me to teach. Um, and it destroyed me mentally, like just like absolutely, I couldn't sustain it in which I was doing that. I love doing it more than anything. Um, it was, I was starting to put out more content. I was streaming more stuff was going on in my personal life. That really wasn't great. So by the time it all kind of led to, I'm going to quit. I, I, I put it in my calendar. The alarm is still there. Um, in October, I knew I was going to quit. Like I knew June 25th, my last day. It's my last day teaching and I put it in my calendar and I was crossing off days. You know, I was teaching yeah. to the best of my ability and I did the best I could to navigate like this terrible virtual crap that was going on. Um, but it was it was truly, truly terrible. So by the time the end of June rolled around, I, I, was, I made good money in 2020. It was the first time I actually made more than I did teaching, which wasn't saying much, but I made more than I did teaching. <laughs> And in June, I was like, you know what? Even if I fall flat on my face, I don't even care at this point. I'm like, I have to try it. I have to try it because I, I can't do both right now because it destroyed me mentally. So I took a leap and it was just like, it was still scary, but it was just a relief. And like, I, I will tell you now, three years later, um, well, now two years later, not even, I still have like nightmares about teaching. And I loved it. I loved teaching. I was really, really good at it. And I, I loved the kids and like the students were phenomenal and you know, I, they're fantastic. It's never them. But the constant stress of doing two jobs, getting three hours of sleep at night, it just, it, it, it I was shot. So yeah. it, it was just a relief by the time it was all over. 
Yeah, I don't know. I, I definitely get it because, like, even with with my job, like, I, I have these. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna make this video. Yeah. And then after the day, though, because I'm unlike you, <laughs> I just like, man, maybe not. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's it's tough. It's I mean, no one's crying like content creators any rivers, and no one's asking oh, yeah. for that. It's just you know it. It's a full time job, and the thing is, like, people thought I'd slow down after I quit teaching, but I still get like now I get five hours of sleep a night <laughs> like yeah. I, i've upgraded but like i just now i'm so used to it and people are like well tom like aren't you gonna be burnt out and i was like i've been burnt out since august of 2019 ever since i put out content five days a week minimum i've been burnt out but it will never get to the level where i was in 2020 it will never get there again because i don't have to do both so i will work my ass off and do all of this and put the amount of time and effort into this because it's my dream. I love doing it. I'm like I'm truly in love with my job. I like working. And more importantly, it just like it's so much better than what I had. And I'm not even just really referring to teaching. It's just in terms of like my mental state and just terms of, you know, going forward and just being very content with my job and happy with my job. And for me, I was always a person that the amount of effort that I put in, I always try to go above and beyond. Right. And so this job is the only job I've ever had that has rewarded that effort because it's the instant gratification and the more effort you put into it, the more you get out of it. And it's not even money. At this point, it's whatever. It's the reaction. It's the views. It's the, you know, the support. It's all that stuff comes out the more that you do. The more I stream, the more videos I put out, the more content, like the good, it has to be good, you know, but the good stuff that I put out, you know, people resonate with it and, you know, it has completely changed my life um and i love it literally more than any other job i've ever had and that that's the thing though being able to do like what you love like even people who have jobs that that they like yeah it's like good like i've i've, I've met a few of these people <laughs> yeah not at my job no i'm just kidding <laughs> <You're> <laughs> <fired> <laughs> hey, your boss is just like damn it man <laughs> why is he taking shots at us no but like that that is my goal but yeah that's the, the key though is uh to have good content uh <laughs> that 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 you got that, that really down matt you're fine <laughs> no but like w what advice would you give to people like like starting out uh i mean because now it's it, it is a lot different because like everybody and their sister's doing it like everybody i mean and that's fine because like you know there's a sure. lot of you know people watch and listen to a lot of different people but what advice would you give people starting out so that's the thing. Everybody and their mother was doing this in 2015 too. Yeah, so like yeah, that's true. everybody had a podcast. It like everybody did. Right. And the YouTubers that were like, they were active because these 2015 wasn't the early days of YouTube. It feels like it was, but like there was like way, way, way like OG YouTubers and stuff. Um, but the number one thing I have always said is like, you get yourself like a USB mic, you get yourself like an HD webcam or an HD like camera, which like keep it cheap, you know, especially when you're starting out. And you just do it because you like it, you know? And that's the one thing that's never been lost on me. It's like, this is what I love. So I don't care. I did this for years without making a dime. And I would do it again. Because like, if this all went away tomorrow, I'd still be making content just because I love to do it, right? It's It would suck a lot, yeah. but, I, but I love to do it. So if I've had so many people ask, you know, like, how can I make money doing this? How can I do this, this, and this? And it's like you can't even have that mindset. I mean, even for me, it's like I worked six years as a teacher and six years doing this. 
for three of those was completely full time for both. So I was doing that because I loved it so much. You don't go to sleep for only three hours a night. You don't work on your weekends, your only time off to do something you don't love. So it's that kind of mentality. You start cheap and you be like, you make the best content that you can make. Right. And don't like copy and paste somebody else. And don't like just be like, Oh, let me try to like, just mimic this person because that person already exists in the world. Right. Yeah. You want to be you and your authentic you, and you just be consistent with it. And the majority of people quit after six months because it sucks. It sucks <laughs> if you could like it, it legitimately does though. Right. Like I have back in the day, when I was starting out and I started making videos, I was doing it on my laptop and just to render those videos, not like the prep, not just the, the recording, just to render them took three times the amount of the video. So if I had a 45 minute video interview, it would take three hours to render that video. And so I would do all of that. I'd spend all day doing it and I put it out and three people would watch. And it was probably cause I misclicked twice. That sucks. Like it, it's a crappy feeling. You're like, uh, nobody's watching. Nobody cares. It's not making any noise. That happens not for months, for most people, years that happens for. And it makes those times that people do watch even better. Because as if you continue, you can always upgrade your camera. You can always upgrade your audio. You can always upgrade your production. But you need to like, I don't want to say you, you definitely evolve and all that stuff, but it comes down to you and your personality and your presence and the content that you're putting out because people will watch whether it's not in HD or whether it's like, you know, the kind of the audio is not great. If you have good content, people will watch and you can always upgrade that stuff later. But people like will go out and they'll spend like thousands of dollars, like, you know, and get like these, like these fancy microphones and the lighting system, what have you, dude. I didn't have this, like I didn't upgrade my audio or my lights or my camera until like two and a half years in. Like my shit was terrible. Like, <laughs> like it was spiking all the time. It looked like trash. And like, that was just, that's what I could afford. I literally couldn't buy anything. And like, but I slowly just, I never spent any of the money I made on YouTube. Plus like I didn't make any forever. Like it took legitimately years until I was like, okay, I'm going to buy a soundboard. Okay. I'm going to buy lights. Okay. I'm going to buy a better webcam. Okay. I'm going to buy a better camera, you know? And, and it's just, it takes time. But the number one thing is just consistency and just doing it not because you're trying to make a quick buck because you probably won't, you know, it, it's going to take a real, real long time. Yeah. And then that, that, that's what I say is like, you have to like really, really have fun with it. Cause like for a long time I was doing content, like, like not like on purpose, but like in the back of my head, I think I was like doing content. I thought people wanted to see yeah. instead of doing content. And then that becomes like a job. But if you are just like, what would be fun? What would be cool? Like I got some stuff. I'm going to start this off season that, more of that way because like i think sometimes like people do get veered into like i don't know like because like what's popular yeah and like what you think your audience wants and like sometimes yeah. even the comments but you really have to stay true to like what you want to do because uh if you're having fun and you're putting out good content the people who like that type of content will be there and you you're not you know just being real you're just having fun with it i mean i i've said this i i stream now a lot obviously yeah and your whole like, life you're like a reality show over yeah there. Like, so, but now, I mean, like, I remember like 2018, I would stream and there'd be 10 people in there. Like, I, I remember it vividly. I, I remember the first episode I ever got a hundred views on. Like, I remember all of these little milestones. And like now it's obviously blown up to like, 
an insane amount, which I'm very proud and grateful for. It's just, but like, it's, it's always for me personally, I think this is stupid. And what I mean by that is the fact that like, I can make more money doing this and being an idiot and making fucking comedy. Excuse me. I don't know if I want to curse here. Making like comedy skits or like making, you know, stupid videos and like talking about the fact that I can make more money doing this than teaching. That's a whole nother issue. But like, it, it really is. I'm like, I feel the need every single day to earn the platform that I have every day. Because like I was there, I was there when I was super broke. I had been broke for the majority of my life when I was grinding out content, when nobody was watching, like I did that for years. And I still, I vividly, I had a, a guest on probably one of the first 10 guests I ever had on. And at the very end of all of my shows, I like whenever I interview somebody, I go like plug something, right? So like your podcast, your website, your social media, what have you, what have you. He goes, I have none of that. He goes, but there's a charity that I'd like to bring some you know, exposure to. And maybe 50 people would listen to this, Matt. Like there wasn't a lot of people. Yeah. And I was like, sure. And it was for, um, it was for basically aid dogs for wounded veterans. All right. And it was like providing that. And I like did not have any money. Like I had no money, but I was like, I'm going to, donate $50 to this because I was like, I need to do this. Like, this is something that they took their time to come and talk to me out of their busy day. This, this is something I should give to them. And it's always kind of been that idea of like, if I ever get to this point, it's going to be having to have to be constant giving back has yeah. to be because I'm in a position now where I can give back to people. And whether that's in the form of fundraisers, whether that's in form of like rating people's channels and smaller creators and helping them out, whether it is interviewing folks and like giving them a platform to like show what they can do. Like that's honestly what this, the most important part about this is. So that's what I try. Yeah, you you give an insane like you like I don't obviously don't have the reach th that you have because like you're talking about the game streams like nobody watching like even to today like there's some games like where I peak you know I they bounce up but um, sometimes like there's nobody watching when I'm, when I'm live or there's like whatever fifty or whatever yeah but like the the fact that that the, the like those same people are always watching so it's like it doesn't matter like the number it's like that this dude and or, or this lady like really like they like they enjoy. Yeah what I'm doing. So, uh, I think that that's what makes it special. But anyways, I, I want to talk to you about your, uh, your charity stuff. Like you, your followers, you're like the, like the bills fan base is known for like giving out money. Like yeah. your, your audience just gives insane amount of money. Yeah. We, um, we do a lot of, we call it just chaotic good. Yeah. We, and it's, it's honestly just a lot of times it's random. Um, but it's, it's all about the community build. You're talking about the same people that are in there, like for, you know, your, your streams, it's the same exact way, right? You get to know these people. And that's the thing too. I stream all these games, but I also stream still every single Friday. And then like, you yeah. know, throughout this, like the off season, I'll stream like sometimes on Mondays and Wednesdays, what have you. But every Friday we do a Q and a that lasts minimum a hundred minutes. And sometimes it goes for three hours. This past Friday went for three hours and we just like, shoot the crap like we just talk right we drink we have a good time and we talk and it's just it's community building every single week and sometimes it's multiple times a day because during the season i stream on sunday monday wednesday thursday friday and sometimes saturday so at least minimum <laughs> it's five days a week yeah at least minimum so you get to know people through this i mean for example like there's a discord now that 
um, got set up a few years ago. And now we have like, we have, I think like a thousand or so members in it. And like, they have their own culture that's like now developed in front of that too. And it's phenomenal. And you grow this community. And I think that's what a lot of people like content creators lack. Um, in my humble opinion is that they make content which is great. They may be the best content creators in the world, but then they're, and they may have, listen, a lot of people have more subs than I do, right? But then they try to do fundraisers or they try to do stuff that's community-based and it doesn't do well. And they all are like, why? And it's because like you need to invest in the people that are investing in you. I truly believe that. And then maybe that's the teacher aspect of me, like what oh, have yeah, you. No, but I, I, I totally agree with that. Like, I, I've always said it like why, like how I grew with it, I, I think a little bit is because like I don't try to be like, I'm not like, we're just all like just friends. We're just Packer fans yeah. talking. We're just, and uh, yeah, but like you talk about like, there's certain people like I have a, my scoreboard has always been like, like a whiteboard or some type of weird thing. Sure. So there's this one guy, Phil, who comments, cause I always forget to update the scoreboard. Yeah. So he would always say scoreboard. And I bet there's just this people like that who watch. Yep. Like he's, he's been to, he, he lives in Minnesota. He, he'll be at the Vikings game watching my stream. Yep. Like he, because he lives there, because he goes a lot of Viking games. But even like Packer games, like how are you? He's at a game yep. watching my stream. I'm probably not watching or commenting, trying to be involved in the comment section. But yeah, it's amazing. It is amazing because, but that's like the genuine connection that you get to have with people that watch you. Because it's not. It goes from it's disposable content of like here's how I can kill five to ten minutes or like an hour and just like watch something. To oh, I'm invested in this because of x y and z because of the person who's behind the camera and i think like that community building has been what has led to the success when it comes to fundraisers and things like that because i have never in my life ever asked a single person for a donation for myself because i don't take sponsors so i just don't do it like i have sponsors with like other shows that i do like with gps and like clickbait but that's it i don't take sponsors on the main channel I just don't want to. It's just not for me. I'm just not a fan. So I think that helps because it's like, I'm not selling somebody something and you know, yeah. and I'm like, I'm not here out here selling Raycon or anything like that, which are just crappy earbuds. Sorry if you use Raycon, um, <laughs> but, like, but like, it's just, I don't sell people crap because I just, I have been a broke person for the majority of my life. I wouldn't want somebody I trust to recommend me a crappy product one, but two, because I never asked for money, I've never asked for revenue or anything like that. It's completely voluntary. I shout out the people that do, and I'm so grateful for that. The only time I ask people for money is when we're doing fundraisers. It's the only time. And I and I try to earn it. Like, you know, when we do our eight-hour stream fundraiser. So, like, this past year, the first year we did it, we raised $51,000 in eight hours. This past year, we raised $62,000 in around nine hours. And it's just, it's insanity. But, like, I did a Hot Ones challenge. I bring on guests. I bring, Like, you know, we do all these things. It all is going to an amazing cause. And to be completely honest with you, I don't tell the charities ahead of time. So, yeah, so you just, I just do it. So like, for example, like we did friends of animals for this last one. They, they got $62,000. And when it's done on YouTube, cause I never touch the money. It's always like GoFundMe directly to the charity or it's like through YouTube where it goes directly yeah, to the charity. I was going to ask you how you do it. Cause I, I've wanted to do it, but I was like, I don't want to handle money. Yeah, yeah, no, I don't touch it. So like you, there's literally like an option when you set up your stream on YouTube that you can scroll down to the very bottom and it says add fundraiser and you just search whatever fundraiser it is. So oh. you could like organization. So anyway, it takes like about a month, month and a half for YouTube to give them the money because like even on YouTube, it takes a month to pay the creator, right? So like if you get all this money in January, you don't see it until mid-February. So I reached out a week ago. So this is in February now. And I emailed that. I was like, hey, 
I just want to make sure you got it. Like, just to make sure that, like, you $62,000, a lot of money. Yeah. And they were like, oh, my God, that was you? They're like, we don't know where it came from. <laughs> we were literally wondering where $62,000 came from. And it was just like, they were, it was great. And I was like, listen, I don't want thanks. Or I just wanted to make sure you got it. I'm very happy that you got it. But it's that kind of thing. Like, that's the chaotic good. It's the raids that we do. It's random people who have nobody watching. It's just like, yeah, let's go raid this Broncos fan who's like, you know, streaming this way. Because as you know, and I've known, I know it's like when nobody watches. And it like, it yeah. feels kind of crappy. Like, I've done Q&As, dude, and I have no questions. Like, I've done that. And I'm just like, yeah. well, I'm just going to talk because <laughs> I got nothing to say. And maybe there'll be a person who comes in. Like, that, you go through that grind. And so now like there's a community that we i can basically aim because so many people like use it to do crappy things right or to buy things or you monetize your audience but if you can aim it to do like good there's a whole lot of good that can be done yeah i think if, if, if you're trying to do it the right way and you're having fun i think all that stuff's gonna come uh like it it'll come because like i was doing it, like i remember when i first started like I was always talking about Quick Trip because it's like a Wisconsin thing. I never yeah. thought I've had people actually tell me like you'll never be sponsored by Quick Trip. And like and then I didn't really wasn't trying to anyways. I was like, that'd be cool, but that's kind of like sure. far fetched. So like I think if, if you just do it like you're supposed to do it, I think uh it's something that you happen. use and enjoy and go to, right? So like that yeah. makes sense. It's not like, oh well, Matt's getting money, that's why he's doing this. It's like, no, it's like I'm I'm gonna go just go there anyway. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's the thing. Like I I because I've had a lot of people uh businesses say hey will you promote like this lawn chair or something i don't yeah. do that stuff because it's like if, if if i'm not sure that it's good yeah uh like and especially if it's something stupid like and it's not gonna work anyways people aren't gonna be like oh I, I i like them on the internet so i'll buy that chair like i don't but <laughs> how Dude, much money though have have you given have, have, you, have you kept track how much yeah uh, um last year um sorry 2021 was eighty two thousand dollars um that was for charity and then 2022 was a hundred and three thousand i think that's wild i, I think that's, that's weird like i mean not that you want like a pat in the back or whatever but like that seems like something like you would uh people would want to talk about like you know it's the thing i'm the most proud of i mean because at the end of the day that's honestly all that really matters like it is like this chair like and again we do very we i have done almost every charity under the sun, right? We've done for veterans, we've done for the environment, we've done for pediatric hospitals, we've done for like we, pretty much any category you name, I've done it. Um, and it's just because it's it's not political because, oh my God, that one's really fun. Like when oh, people yeah. are like, oh, you picked this charity. I was like, then don't <laughs> donate, you schmuck. Like there's no, just don't, don't. it's okay. You can move on. If you don't want to donate, it's okay. Nobody's forcing you. It's It's wild, but- yeah, I mean, again, it's also, I think it's different because, like, there is no pressure, right? It Like, when I did the first ever fundraiser stream back in 2021, because I was raising money for charity way before 2021, but, like, that was when I was like, I want to do an eight-hour stream. I just want to do a charity stream. Like, why not? Let's see what happens. I think I set the goal for, like, $5,000. And I was like, that'd be amazing if we hit this in eight hours. Yeah. And we raised 51. So, like, it, it, it's, it's amazing because people know it's going to a great cause because I vet the crap out of the charities that we do. Like, make sure that, like, it's all going towards, but most of it's going to programming. Like, they have a really high rating. Like, it's not it's not Russell Wilson or Brett Favre's charity. Like, you know what I mean? It's, <laughs> they gotta be legit. So, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it, it's just, 
I'm willing to do that back end stuff because the result is just so damn awesome. Yeah, it really is. I've always said that that's something I want to do, but uh, yeah, I don't think I'm there yet. I mean, I've done like 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 little ones, but um, yeah. But that's I, all it is, dude. Like that's all it takes, right? Because it's you just keep doing it, right? So it's like, okay, I'm just gonna throw out stupid numbers, like. 10 people donated this time. Okay, the next time you do it, 15 people donate. You know what I mean? Like, and it just goes up. And then still that organization has money that it didn't have before. Yeah, you yeah know? and anything helps. Yeah, I, I, I kind of do, like, once in a while, I'll share certain charities on Facebook. Because like, that, that, that thing with my audience is, like, it's split up, like, Instagram, Facebook, like, YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My YouTube. I remember that, that, that time, that, that was one thing I wanted to bring up. When you raided me, yeah. it, it was funny because I think one of the times you did it, like I was like I went I went to the bathroom and then like I came back it was like a commercial or something and there was like two hundred people it's like saying I, chair 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 yeah and then they're all like you know and I was like and I just said why are you all here what happened <laughs> <laughs> especially on YouTube YouTube very few people watch on YouTube like most of it my audience is on Facebook but I stream at the same place same time or whatever yeah but uh. Yeah, and then th there was a few times you did it, and I was just confused, like, why? And then, like, Rossi Posse! <laughs> Says it right. And then I started talking about football, I'm like, all right, we're going back to him. <laughs> Listen, we got we to gotta help you with that algorithm. That's it. You know, it's yeah. just like... No, that, that, I think, I think likes it's awesome to do it. I've heard people talk about, like, you know, like, like you said, like, Broncos fans. It's not just Packer fans. Like, you're all, yeah. you're all over the place. And you, and you got uh, Kurt Benkert. That interview was cool. Um, Good old Kurt, yeah. Yeah, Mark Murphy. Like, you'd... You, you've done some crazy stuff. What, what was uh, the coolest thing that, that you've got to do because of, because of your channel? Might be the first Sunday Night Football appearance. That was really cool. NBC literally came to my house the day after Thanksgiving. Like, that was, that was really cool. I, I got paid $0 for it, but I was just like, oh, I'm on TV. I, that was in 2018, and I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to be famous. And then, like, Sunday Night happened. It was amazing. And then Monday night, I went to work, and everyone, like, nothing happened <laughs> like i think i got like maybe 50 subscribers like nothing happened um that was really cool but honestly you know the the yearly stuff with murphy is always fun um it's it's probably the catching passes from ben kurt like that that i uh, it just was like you, i caught passes from an nfl qb like it's just like the inner child in me and, and it honestly didn't even happen when we were filming because i hired someone from milwaukee to drive up and film for me and I lost money on that video, like a bunch of money on that video, but I did not give a crap because it was before anybody was filming anything. And Kurt like comes in. That was the first time I met, I met Kurt like virtually and stuff. But that was the first time like meeting Kurt in person. And he like picked a ball out of his bag, had a Packer logo on it. He just like tossed it, like just like for me to like feel the ball. And I caught it and I was like, oh my God, like I just, I just like I'm playing catch with a freaking QB. Like it was like this realization. I was like, that's really effing cool. Like that, it just, because at the end of the day, like you just love, I love football. I love the Green Bay Packers and I love football. So that for me, it's always been like my number one sport. It's something I have loved since I was six years old. And to have just like that brief kind of just moment was really, really cool because for, and I've talked about this before, a lot of the things that I do because I put out so much, it's kind of hard to stop and like reflect at times yeah and the times that it does happen they're really really nice because they're very very few and far between so because i'm I, it usually is like on to the next thing like I'll, I'll work my ass off like I'll, I'll put out this video that's taken like 12 15 hours to do i put it out people like it i go great next one tomorrow so 
like that that's what i do like i i scooter um the guy who i do uh clickbait with he went back and watched a bunch of like my narrative stuff and that was the first time i'd seen it back since it premiered like so that was years ago and i was like oh wow like i legit like forgot about this stuff because it just you go on to the next thing and i think there's there's a lot of reasons for that but yeah the moments that you can actually like stop for a second and go like holy crap that was really cool it yeah it feels good yeah, I don't know the, the catching from Kurt Benker, like for like the, that. That'd be it for me. Like any yeah. the, just catching a pass from a from an NFL quarterback. Yeah, because I, I mean, you know, they can't take that away from you. It's it's no. almost like winning a championship. Yeah, like, like I got my ring. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, documented. Like, you can never get rid of it. Yeah, there's like you know no contact. All right, but be, be, before we we wrap this thing up, I gotta ask you. Yeah. Uh, is is uh Aaron Rodgers going to be quarterback for the Green Packers next season? You think? I <laughs> do. I need a clip. I know you do. I know you do. You got um, a source? Oh. <laughs> if I think yes, um, I think again before the season ended, I was like, yeah, there's like a ninety percent chance he's coming back. Um, then he like kind of threw in some stuff where. He threw in some doubt and he was like, oh, you know, the Packers you know, having conversations without me and like, like yeah. all that stuff. And I was just like, <sighs> like, it was just like these little things. So now I really think it's a toss up. Um, I don't think he retires. I really don't think he retires. I'd be very, I'd actually legitimately be shocked if he retires. I think either he wants to come back and the Packers say, okay, or he wants to come back and the Packers say, no, thank you. And I don't, it's going to take a lot for the Packers to say, no, thank you. Just knowing like, some of the people within that organization and how they handled the Roger stuff. And I was in the building for that and saw the chaos of it. I think that if here, I put this on Twitter too, in a PR move, now would be the best time to move on from Aaron Rodgers. If you're the Packers, I'm not saying that's what they should do. I'm not saying that's what they're going to do, but from a PR perspective, it's the best time. Cause he didn't win MVP. That's why. Because he won MVP back-to-back -back years. You can't get rid of him. And I know everyone was like, oh, I should have traded him last year. You, it, it's such, yeah. like, the fan base would have been like, are you effing kidding me? Because when it came out a couple years ago, when he was unhappy, when Schefter said on draft day that Rodgers is all pissed, a lot of this fan base turned against the Packers. Because, like, Rodgers looked great. He didn't say a word, but he looked great. Because then it was like, well, look what they did to Jordy. Look what they did to Clay. Look what they did to Randall. Look what, you know what I mean? It's these guys, they let go, and they, like, were bitter about it. You know, and they kind of, like, had a grudge about it. All this stuff. And they were fan favorites. And so, as time went on, you know, Rodgers said some more controversial things. And so, like, you know, all these things have happened. So, I think because we've done this now for three years, if the Packers were to move on, this is the least amount of blowback they'll ever get. Will they do it? I mean, listen, the Packers went from a team that we are going to move on from players, you know, too early rather than too late to we're going to hold on to players. We're going to hold on to coaches. We're going to make yeah, four everyone, years. We have family. It's like, <laughs> yeah, that's it. We have big family now. We're going to, well, you want Randall Cobb? I don't want Randall Cobb, but we're going to bring in Randall Cobb. It's fine, right? Goody literally got on the podium and was like, oh yeah, I literally brought him in for Aaron, right? So. I made Goody, Randall Cobb feel real good. <laughs> yeah, I know, exactly. And like, listen, Randall Cobb, great guy. I'm, I'm happy he's part of the organization. I'm upset that we couldn't get a ring because we did it. We had two years where we had two legitimate chances to go to the Super Bowl. And we should have, in my opinion, like, you know, we weren't the better team those days, but like that, those teams, the 2020 teams and the 2021 teams could have gone to the Super Bowl. 
last year, that team could not have gotten the Super Bowl. Yeah, and I, I totally agree. That's why I said, I, I think it was, uh, I forget what, which, what year, well, I think it's 2020. Right, that was like the best chance. Maybe it was 2021. Definitely wasn't last it's year. Bach, Bach getting hurt literally cost us a Super Bowl appearance. Yeah, like it, it, it did. It, it it and you know it sucked. It is what it is. That's football. You know, like it is very difficult. We talk about this all day, right? Like the Tom Brady has skewed what success yeah. is. You know, and Patrick Mahomes is the next guy because he has a Hall of Fame coach. He's a Hall of Fame player. He's got a Hall of Fame tight end. Like he's got all these things together. And like, listen, we could have repeated it in 2011. Guys got hurt. Nick Collins got hurt. Charles Woodson, you know what I mean? Like these guys got hurt. We never replaced them. And we had a lot of success for a lot of years, but it's difficult to go and like win a Super Bowl or even get back there. And I think the the question that I've been asking is, okay, this team downgraded from 2021 to 2022. They lost MVS. They lost Devontae Adams. Those were the two big ones, Right. They brought everybody else back. They brought Devondre back. They brought Rasul Douglas back. We thought we were going to have this top 10, top five elite defense. That didn't happen. While Goody even said that, you know, the defense would basically cover for the offense while they struggled to learn. And none of it happened. So, like, there was a nice little stretch there where we had, like, you know, a, a nice defense there. But it's coming into this season where we have a bunch of free agents. Is this team even with Aaron Rodgers behind center, are they Super Bowl contenders? Because what else has changed besides losing players that you're going to lose? Joe Barry's staying, right? The staff is staying. And you hope that some guys could take the next step. Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, right? Rashawn Gary will be back at some point. You hope they could take that next step. But are they Super Bowl contenders with Aaron Rodgers? I think it's going to be an uphill battle for them to do so, which then goes, okay, then do you potentially look and evaluate the guy you drafted back in April of 2020? Yeah, and I, I I think that's spot on because like if they're going to because I know like people like call me like the a Rogers cheerleader, but most of it I just I hate like the cause, like I suppose like on, on Facebook is like where I am a, a lot of the time. Sure. There's just this, like fake sports pages and they'll put all per source like dude you don't yeah. have it. So I comment and I troll them. Even like CBS Sports like like yesterday I saw CBS Sports because they have CBS Sports Packers, CBS Sports Raiders, they have every yeah. team, and they clickbait certain things but they're kind of telling the same story but they yep. kind of like with rogers i see like all these yep. pages i don't follow them but they pop on my page and they all link oh this rogers could be going here it's just clickbait drives it's me garbage nuts. it's garbage yeah. like and and that like dude i like today was the first day i've made a packers video in a while because i don't want to talk about aaron Rodgers because yeah, we know and nothing like and rogers comes out on mcafee and says nobody knows anything so it's like why are we still playing this game like and i know nobody wants it i know it's to drive clicks and stuff like that but i'm just like no i don't care like i like i will care when i know what my team is gonna look like when aaron Rodgers comes out and says i'm staying or i'm leaving that's when i'm gonna be like great until then i'm just gonna wait like that that's because that's all i can do like i could do like hypotheticals i can do oh we could go here i could do, I could do all those things but it's meaningless. Like it doesn't it mean anything. And people have asked me like, do you want Aaron Rodgers back? And my answer has been, I just don't care. And it's yeah, not, dude. it's not even an indictment on him. I just don't care anymore because if he comes back, great. Cause guess what? I'm a Packers fan. I'm going to be rooting for them real, real hard. If not, I'm going to be rooting for Jordan love real, real hard in the green Bay Packers, because these guys are going to come and go. I am going to be a Packers fan for the rest of my life. So I will, if Rodgers, if this is it for him, I will be eternally grateful for him. Like, I, I love what he did. He's a phenomenal player, one of the best to ever do it. And he did it for my team that I love and support. And we've had some amazing seasons. We got a Super Bowl ring out of it in my lifetime. 
because a lot of fan bases have not. Yeah, you know, like people Vikings. literally have been born, became a fan, grown up, died, and never saw their team even go to a Super Bowl. I'm lucky wow. enough that like I got to see it and I got to like see them win. So, you know, like for yeah, me, that's... I'm eternally grateful. And like if he decides to stay, I will root for them with all my heart. If he leaves, I will still root for them for all my heart. And that's it. That that that's what I said when it first started being talked about. People ask me, like, I don't care. Like I, I said, yeah. I don't care. Like, uh, I'm, you know, I have a Jordan Love shirt design, <laughs> so yeah. he's there. You know what I mean? No, but I, I, I'm excited to see what what Jordan Love could do. But like I said, I'm, I'm just a Packer fan. No matter who's the quarterback, that's it. I'm gonna be a big fan of that dude. Yeah. Like, I, like people, I, I, I don't get it. Like how you could hate the quarterback of your team. Like I get it. I'm not trying to like be the fan police or whatever. But like whoever it is, like when it was uh, Brett Hundley and they were going through all that. Dude, day, Brett I was, Hundley. I was like, let's go. Yeah, dude. I was like, I got you. <laughs> yeah. Dude, uh, yeah. I mean, unless you're Deshaun Watson, like there's like yeah, really, you know, there's the like, thing. As like, long as you're like a good person, that's why it's so easy to root for the Packers. Guys like Preston Smith, Kenny Clark, people, sure. the, the guys who I've talked to, like they are just legit good dudes. They're not like, they're just good people. They're not. I mean, like Aaron super, Jones, you know? like is the epitome of like what you want as a franchise guy. Like the amount of stuff that, you know what I mean? Like these guys, like they're part of the community. Like it, it, this is the guys that you want. And I know like Rogers has said some stuff that is definitely rub people the wrong way. And like, you could not like him. That's fine. That's not yeah. your prerogative. Matt, I got to tell you, the thing I'm the most excited about <laughs> is because it's what you said, right? People will call you a Rogers cheerleader because we're in a day on the internet where if you say good things about Aaron Rodgers, you're a homer and you love Aaron Rodgers, you could do no wrong. If you criticize Aaron Rodgers, you're a hater and you hate him because of X, Y, or Z has nothing to do with anything. And I'm just like, well, I just don't care. I'm just like, <laughs> I'll criticize him and I'll compliment him because I don't have an agenda and I don't care <laughs> like that. Yeah. And people like can't remove themselves from it. What I can't wait for is the day when Aaron Rodgers eventually does leave, whether it's this season, next season or what have you. And all like the bandwagon, like Fairweather fans leave with him. I'm going to be like, goodbye. Like, don't let the door yeah. hit you because like, that's the kind of stuff where it's like, he could do no wrong. What have you? I'm like, well, no, he can. Right. And like, I'm not like trying to be overly critical or anything, but like, we can also point out like, well, this is where there were some issues. Like he, he did miss some throw. Like, People yeah, in 2019 perfect. looking at Aaron Rodgers going like, oh, like he went to the, they went to the NFC championship game. I was like, yeah, but he also wasn't playing like Aaron Rodgers. Like he was missing throws. Like he, he was, he wasn't God awful, but he was missing stuff. And I understand why they drafted Jordan Love. I didn't agree with the pick like there and had nothing to do with Jordan. I was just like, I didn't think we needed a quarterback in the first <laughs> I think round. Everyone knows your opinion on that one. <laughs> yeah. Like I like Jordan Love legitimately. So like, there's that clip of me screaming into a pile of clothes. And as soon as that's done, it's like, well, Jordan Love has a lot of potential because, like, I like him. I just didn't like the pick. And yeah. so going back now and, like, looking at it, I'm just like, I understand it, though, because you thought that Rodgers was going to start to decline. He didn't. He went back-to-back -back MVPs, yeah. and the Packers, well, went, well, crap. <laughs> yeah, because, like, <laughs> what do we do now? They're in that spot. But, yeah, but talking about, because, like, I remember like brett Favre, like back in the day Dude, like i'd go to war with people defending I brett Favre. Loved i brett Favre. loved brett Favre. Yeah. yes i mean times change yeah no not so much <laughs> but like and then, and then when rogers came in i didn't know anything about rogers but i was like the biggest rogers fan even when the other people were like booing him just because like, he's a packer like... player yep he plays for the packers i'm on i'm gonna root for him but uh you know it is what it is but it uh, is. i, I, I want to thank you for jumping on i don't want to keep you too long uh, everyone who doesn't know who Tom Grassi is, be sure to subscribe to him on YouTube. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm sure this is gonna get you over that 500k. Go <laughs> <laughs> so, play, get, get that Matt Ramage boost. 
<laughs> that's all you needed you know that's Get those people on facebook over there but uh how how quick was it from 200 to 400 because that, that was one thing because that that seems so fast for 200,000 subscribers for people but um it seems so fast like it it just skyrocket like you how many like a day would were you getting every nine months i have a 100k baby it's literally every nine months every nine months i usually go up another 100k so like I, i've literally tracked it out at this point so yeah, so I think like 500, it depends. Like if Rogers stays, it's, it's not gonna do anything. If Rogers does wind up leaving, I'm gonna make so much damn content. It's gonna be insane because like yeah. that's I need, all anybody's gonna wanna talk about. And it also opens up like really interesting things to talk about. Because like right now I can't talk about crap with the Packers. It's like, oh, well, here's who they may resign. I don't know who our quarterback is. Yeah, so. that's, a, that's such the thing like with me because I don't wanna put all content just like Rogers and this and that. Like, yeah. I'm not trying to be like a, media type dude but it's like but there's there's really nothing to say right now because we don't know there's nothing <laughs> so like today i talked about like expiring contracts and like what the team could look like short term long term like that's it because i'm like i don't know what else like people are gonna go what's the packers biggest draft needs oh don't worry i'm gonna do that video but right now i don't know if quarterback is like it. yeah that's a big big factor into it so but uh no uh, but yeah about every nine months it, it hits another 100k which is amazing um so the next stop is uh, 500. You know, I'm, I'm hoping that we'll get close to it around draft time, but honestly, it'll probably be before the new season begins. Oh yeah, dude, I done. It. I think it's awesome what you're doing. You're absolutely killing it, and and and, and motivating people like me. It. Like when I see what you like, that's possible. I just have to uh, step my game up just a little bit. You know what I mean? It's it's work, dude. But it's it's just consistency, and it's and at the end of the day, it's like you will get to these milestones. Like, I, I think still, like, my biggest milestone for me is probably gonna be 100K. Like, I really wanted that. And I want a 500K really bad, too. But, like, 100K was like, damn, I got this plastic play button. Like, it was something I've been working towards, and it was years in the making. And I was like, this is really, really cool. And, like, it was celebrating as a community, because I live stream every time I'm about to hit another 100K. And, like, we go crazy, and, like, we have this little, like, party and stuff. It's great. Um... But yeah, it's it's the community building, it's just the consistency, it's putting out good content, and you know, eventually, it, it works out. Yeah, I think that the, the key thing is like what, what what I'm figuring out is just you know, if you're having fun, like I said, if you're That's like it. just like thinking of cool ideas, like like you do with like different video ideas, like you're just like that that'd be cool, that'd be fun. Yeah, and uh, I, I think it's great. But I won't keep you no longer. Everyone, be sure check out Tom Grassi. Is there anything else that that you want to pump up uh no but i appreciate you having me hey i appreciate you having me you know i've never had a 400,000 subscriber youtuber on my uh <laughs> on my show <laughs> anyways all right thanks for uh tuning in everybody and uh go pack go and uh let me get this music that was not the right song yes that was, that was that was, I, it was a different music it was not the right music <laughs>